Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the manga podcast where every week we read a collected volume of manga as well as all the chapters of Shut and Jump on Viz's website. My name is Jerry. I'm your host. <laughs> and I'm Kevin, also your host. In the new year, we will once again be in person, but we have one more online recording. And I'm already out of breath and bad at introducing this podcast. Kevin, why is every other podcast I do like automatic and I can't not introduce it properly? I don't know. But this one. Like even when, you, even when you're not hosting it, you're still introducing the thing. I don't know. We read uh, One Piece Volume 8. Yeah. We got to the good One Piece arc, finally. Mm-hmm. There's more than one good One Piece arc. I actually like the Don Krieg Sanji arc quite a bit, but... That one's good. I'm a big fan of Ennis Lobby. Oh, yeah. Ennis Lobby is the best arc in the history of Shonen Manga. <laughs> uh, the only problem with Ennis Lobby is how long it is. Yeah. And, and whether or not you count the Water 7 stuff with it, because you have to, otherwise it's not a story. Yeah, but it's like, Ennis Lobby is the, the better part of the arc. Like, Water 7 is just kind of, not set up, but it's set up. It, it's set up. That's why you need it. Is yeah. It, the, Ennis Lobby is just the climax. Like, that Sergei King stuff doesn't pay off if you haven't read that fight between Ufi and, Lu- Ufi and Lusop. <laughs> My favorite One Piece characters, Ufi and Lusop. <laughs> My favorite One Piece shippings. Before that, though, we have Shonen Jump, which I thought was pretty good despite being light compared to recent weeks for the stuff that i liked yes (laughs) well we will start off with hunter hunter chapter 399 expulsion what did you think of hunter hunter this week kevin i liked hunter hunter this week just kind of more of the i like the all right well we're not entirely sure how their powers work uh i can throw a knife at them okay let's see what that does (laughs) Yeah, I like that a lot. That, again, it's very D&D of like, uh, can you just keep throwing knives at that guy until maybe something different happens? Maybe we can figure that this out? Ooh, he's redirecting damage. Thwack. Ooh, he redirects damage with, but depending on what hand he's touching. Okay, then. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I like the fact that they're like trying, like they don't immediately try and kill the samurai guy. Nobunaga. Nobunaga. They're just like, yeah, we'll just, you know, like I'll use my nan ability to expel him from the premises. Yeah, and then they end up back in the room they started in. Yeah, but they like managed to plant the transceiver, so they're like, well, that worked. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, it was already good. Yeah. Lots of nan ability descriptions, which are always great. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to say about Hunter Hunter? Nope. Uh, next, we have Fabricate 100, Chapter 3, Those with a Shared Goal, which I liked more than I've liked Fabricate 100 thus far. Yeah. I, this new character is a... Good, interesting twist, whether he's going to stick around or just be for this arc. Yeah, I thought it was cool. The The fact that it's like, you know, what, what fabricant are you? Wait a minute. You're just a regular dude? With time powers. Maybe. It seems like he has time powers. It seems powers. like we'll he has that. time powers. Yeah, I'm interested in that. And obviously 100 needs like foes to fight that will be difficult. So there had to be a shoe that dropped sometime. It may not have yet, but that's like kind of. Not my issue with Fabricate 100, Fair. but clearly it has to go somewhere, and we don't know where that is yet. But I do kind of like that this guy like isn't a villain; like he thinks he's saving the boy. Yeah, and he's got a lot of good points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is why he could stick around for a while or not. We'll see. Mm-hmm. And he could stick around in multiple roles. He could be a protagonist. He could be a Zenigata type, chasing the boy. Mm-hmm. Lots of possibilities. He's very Sherlock Holmes, also. Yes. Anything else you want to say about Fabricate 100? Nope. Next up, we have Sakimoto Days, Days 100, Lightning Strikes. Congrats on Sakimoto Days for 100 chapters. Did not think you were going to make it early on. Yeah. Kevin, what did you think of Chapter 100? 
I like Chapter 100. I thought the fight was pretty cool. I really like the bit where the assassin realized the ex-assassin was using his hammer as a mirror so that he could see. Yeah, that's also, that's my main note, is hammer mirror. Yeah. And that little gimmick is where what, pretty much the entire reason Sakamoto Days ranked where it did for me. Yeah, like it was very cool. I liked some of the stuff going on, and I liked that the old guy still ends up losing. Yeah. Anything else you want to say on Sakamoto Days? Nope. Next up, we have Mashal Magic and Muscles, Chapter 137, Mash Burndead and the Unlocked Power, which wasn't great, but it is what I want Mashal to be, and we're finally back to it. Really? Because I, I actually really liked it. It had a lot of very One Punch Man energy of Mash is just getting like blasted around the arena like Saitama does a lot, but he's like totally fine because usually when that's happening, the villain has said something or Saitama's just like thinking about something else. So he's almost like not aware that he's being like thrown around the room because he's, you know, mostly invulnerable. So he's just, hmm, what was I thinking about to make for dinner that night rather than like actually being in the fight? I really like the pacing of it. I love the like, oh, he used a break fall technique. Yep. And we finally got an ending with a good punchline, which is what Magil's been missing for a while. Yeah. Usually those punchlines are suplexes, and so <laughs> I'm a little disappointed it wasn't that, but I enjoyed it. So I really liked Mashal this week, don't get me wrong, but it feels like we, we compare Mashal to the Shonen stuff it's parodying frequently, mm-hmm. and this just feels too much like the Nappa fight, but it's going on longer. Like, th- we know this guy is not a threat, so I want it to be over. I wanted this to be the chapter in which Mashal wins. I guess, but he hasn't unlocked. He has unleashed his full power. So Yeah, I know. I know, Kevin. And that's the problem. He's got to go 120% to Goro. I know, and that's what I wanted to happen this week. I mean, that's fair. I just, uh, I really liked that, that ending line, like you said, and this is exactly the kind of goofy fight stuff I love, where it's like, uh, you know, they're like, oh god, he beat the shit out of Mashal, and Mashal just kind of like stands up and is totally fine, like, uh, is that it? Yeah. And Vader's like, you you disappoint me. And Mashal's like, man, save your disappointment for your lover, not me. Don't put your expectations on me, we're enemies. Yep. Yeah, that was that was really good. Anything else you want to say about Mashal? Next, we have Blue Box number 82, Where It Hurts. What did you think of Blue Box this week, Kevin? I don't know where to start with it. I really liked it. I'm really interested about this friend that she is talking about. Yeah, well, clearly that's what they're setting up, right? Is this friend that something tragic must have happened to? Yes. But I also, I just like the bit where they kind of still both meet up to walk home together, even though he's like... He's trying to be supportive of like, oh yeah, you should you should totally go play with those college kids. That be that would be great. But you know, he's like he's pissed about it because he was and like she hey. doesn't want to do it clearly. Yeah, but he's not. He didn't read into that very well. Yeah. So I like that they still got together, even though he kind of like was being an idiot and didn't realize that she didn't want to leave. Yeah, I was pretty good chapter. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, we have Elusive Samurai Chapter 91, Tadayoshi 1335. My main note of which is cute ninja girl exclamation point. <laughs> because M. Night Shyamalan showed up and was like, what a twist. Yes, I definitely love. Uh, don't worry, I know the secret torture technique. I'm going to rip one in her face. Or I guess his face. Yeah. And he's like, hey, our, our lord is great and will treat you well. You should join him. And she's like, never, you idiot. 
yep. slash Sundari at you. <laughs> Although the better thing is the very like better than the Mashal end joke I thought was the end where like, yes. we see the villain and it's like he's an incredible politician. Even in the modern day, he would be superb. And we see him like as a prime minister. It's like there was only one thing he was bad at, and like yes, now they must come to us. Yeah. Uh, and we will endure a siege. And he's like, to the fields! <laughs> yeah. And everyone <laughs> just, and he's like, and it's just like, he what? was terrible at war. <laughs> yes. I really loved that. That is like, yep, one of the best politicians on the planet, not a general. <laughs> yeah. That kind of like, that. that's kind of like the George Washington thing. I know he gets a lot of a, he, George Washington gets a bad rap, but he was not a good general, regardless of what anybody <laughs> says. He wasn't awful, but it was like, eh, he was not... A good general. He's a great politician. Not not a good general, no. Anything else you want to say about Elusive Samurai? Nope. All right. Last but not least, we have Akanabanashi, story 43, Wonder Child. What do you think of Akanabanashi this week, Kevin? I like the Akanabanashi this week. This is kind of a cool little idea into this guy. Like, I, I like the, the musical thing that they were getting into with, you know, his performances like Symphony. Well, it's like jazz specifically, but yes, yeah. I guess you're right. This one is specifically jazz, but each character is there has like their own tone. It's very interesting. Yeah, I like that. I like the writer guy. <laughs> she's like, "Hey, can I punch you in the face? You like ruined my life." And he's like, "What? <laughs> Wait, that happened? Yes, that happened. All because of you." Anyway, you're kind of like this guy. He also got in a lot of fights. He's just older now and better at not getting in a lot of fights. Mm-hmm. I liked it quite a bit. Anything else you want to say on Shonen Jump this week, Kevin? Nope. All right, then. That will take us into Jump Card. Jump Card is the segment where we rank everything in Shonen Jump, not just what we talk about every week. We have 19 this week, slim compared to recent weeks. So what do you have at number 19, Kevin? I have Ichinose Family down at 19. I really don't like where this is going. Really? Because like I don't like the series at all. I've been clear on that. This is by far the most interesting chapter since the first one to me, though, because at least we're getting back to the main premise. Yes, but I don't like... I, it just... It, it, I do not like where it's going. Like, ah, oh, they all have these tragic lives. I'm like, I don't want to read that shit. <laughs> I don't want to read that this girl is pimping herself out to older dudes to make money. Just, I I do not want to read that. And that's fair. It also seems like she could just not do, I don't know. Like, why does she need the money? Yeah. It's not like it's for her family. So it seems like she should just not do it. So yeah, I don't know. It does seem like all of their lives are awful. Yeah. And it's like... Not what I want, you know, now I'm just thinking that this thing wasn't a car accident. It was an attempted. It was a suicide pact. Yeah, it was a suicide pact. And I'm like, I just, I don't want to read this, man. This is Shonen Jump. This is, this is not a Shonen series. What the hell is going on? You you don't want, like, this isn't even chicken soup for the soul. I don't know what it is. So this is like some freaking like black comedy stuff, which is, I, 
I'm not a fan. I'm not a huge fan of it. So it's like I don't want to read it. I definitely don't want to read it. And Shonen Jump, what the hell are you doing with these kids? I got me and Robico at nineteen. Okay, I, it was more Shonen Jump stuff, which like I want to like that joke, but like it's the same joke over and over again. Yeah. What do you got at eighteen? Eighteen is where I put Cipher Academy. I just, I still just don't care, and stuff is just kind of like happening, almost like with it's it's. Not an interconnected string of events. It's just a a bunch of events happening. Like um, now we're picking, now we're picking class president. What? Huh? What? Wait, no, we're picking teams now. What? What the hell's going on? You're not wrong, but I feel like that's how most shonen manga begins. Like I feel like a lot of great series have a real tr- tough time getting their feet under them. I mean that's fair, but like the main problem I have with this is the fact that it's all going to be about the cipher stuff that. I can't get behind because it might as well be magical spells, only it's worse than that because I'm supposed to be able to figure some of them out. You know what I mean? We have editor's notes now, and I wonder if that's a place the translator can use to help explain it, though explaining a puzzle, much like explaining a joke. Well, especially because the one editor's note is, uh, oh yeah, that one cipher uh, from that one panel was impossible to solve. What? What is the goddamn point? (laughs) Like, if, if even your readers can't figure it out, like, oh, yeah, there's literally no way you could just think your way into the solution. Like, you would basically have to guess and get lucky. Yeah, I don't know. I I like it more than you. I don't think it's good. Mm-hmm. 18th is where I have Ichigoki's under control. Okay. Which, like, I like the joke of, like, the, the friend getting inside the cockpit and being a much better pilot. But, yeah. like, the resolution of it is not no, ideal. that's fair. What do you have at 17? 17 is where I have mean Roboco. You know, all right, it's second year, and the jump offices, I'm done, like, it was funny once, but especially an entire chapter devoted to it is just not great. Uh, 17's where I put the peas. Not that the peas are bad this week, but like I said, I thought Shonen Jump was actually pretty good this week, and, like, I feel like nothing happened on the peas. Uh, sort of. I really liked the title and kind of the question that he posed on the peas, so it went a bit higher for me. Oh, what do you have at 16? 16 is where I put Ichigoki's under control. Okay. 16 is where I have Mission Yozakura family. Okay. Like, I like the chapter, but I really don't like this twist on the story. It, it just makes everything that happened so far seem kind of lame. I do like the parallel they're setting up between the father and the main character, whose name is not coming to my head right now. He has a sword and a dog. Tayo. And, and a wife. Tayo. That's his name. Thank you. I like that parallel, but like... Like I said, the, the twist just seems like kind of out of nowhere, and like I didn't particularly like this storyline, mm. and it makes it seem like it's just kind of a bump in the road. Mm-hmm. What do you have at 15? 15 is where I put high school family. It, you know, like for me, this is where the, all right, yeah, everything was pretty good after this point. I liked high school family this week. Uh, it's fair. You know, it's like very sports manga, but I like the re- the ending. Yeah. I got Ichinose Family's Deadly Sins at 15. Okay. Like I said, I'm interested in it again for the first time, but only barely. Fair. I definitely like like dark, tragic stuff more than you. Mm-hmm. But I will agree, it's a very odd fit for Shonen Jump. Mm-hmm. What do you have at 14? 14's where I have Witch Watch. He's going to go into the hyperbolic time chamber. Okay. He is. With, with some tropes. Yep. 14's where I put Cypher Academy. Okay. What do you got at 13? 13 is where I put Ginka and Gluna. <laughs> I liked a lot of Ginka and Gluna. But then it came down to, 
the the ending is is not right, right? Correct. Like I get what they're going for, but it's not executed properly. Well, and also I wasn't a huge fan of like, okay, so they're at the school, right? The school just lets this lady run around and like vivisect people. To be fair, like this felt implied to me when they went in. Where Glinka was like, hey, like, be careful here. This is not like a nice place. And like we saw the the other guy before they came here, right? Yeah. Who was also just killing Red. Like this seems like, I, like yeah. obviously it screwed up and that's the point. Yes. But it seemed like they like this is what they were establishing the I mean, place was like. I guess that's fair. I was just expecting it to be not that level of dangerous, if that makes sense. Like, I was expecting people to not give a shit about them and maybe trying to exploit them. Not like, oh yeah, we have a crazy sociopath as one of our teachers. Like, mm. You didn't expect someone to poke someone's eyes out and replace them with bomb fuses? Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> mm. This this starting to get, but like, you kidnap two girls and force them into magical experiments. Uh, they were girls without parents. Is that really kidnapping? Okay, you adopted two orphans and forced them into magical experiments. Uh, yeah, it's uh, just the Dresden Files, Kevin. I mean, I guess he, I guess he was an orphan. But <laughs> anything else you want to say on it? I got Witch Watch at thirteen. Okay, what do you got at twelve? Twelve is where I put Tokyo Demon Bride. There's kind of an interesting twist of you know, oh, he's got powers too. I mean, I figured this yeah, was coming. Yeah, something along that line. So it's like, all right, cool. This is this is interesting. I got King and Luna at twelve. Okay. So. What do you got at eleven? Eleven is where I put the peas. Like I said, I kinda like that thing of like time to start thinking by stopping thinking. Yeah. That's fair. I like the peas as a piece. Mm-hmm. I feel like volumes of the peas would rank way higher than chapters of the peas. But fair. then again, it evens out because sometimes you've got a brilliant chap like the peas is all over the place, right? That's our, yep. our thing about it. Yep. I don't want it to go away mm. anymore. I think you're in the same boat there. Yep. I got High School Family at 11. Okay. I, li- I like the Disneyland bit. I like the like small bit of character development for the captain of the Shogi team. Yeah. I You know, it. it's weird when High School Family suddenly decides it's a sports manga, but this was one of the better chapters along those lines. Yeah. What do you have at number 10? 10 is where I put Mission Yozakura. I'm, I guess I'm just more interested in the twist than you are. I think you're more interested in the series, period. That That is definitely true. Like, I don't want Mission Yuzakura family to be canceled, but if it wrapped up in a few chapters, I would be pretty happy, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, versus I would be sad, because I like it. I got Tokyo Demon Bride at number 10. Okay. N- nothing more to add. What do you got at number 9? Number 9 is where I got Jujutsu Kaisen. It's some good stuff. It doesn't quite have the same level of... Like, there's a lot of, like, power explanation, but it doesn't do as well as, like, Hunter Hunter explaining Nen abilities. Yeah, we compare Jujutsu Kaisen and Hunter Hunter all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen kind of suffers from Hunter Hunter being back, right? Yes. And doing Hunter Hunter stuff better than Jujutsu Kaisen does. Yes. Uh, and, like, to be fair, there are plenty of differences. Jujutsu Kaisen's tone is totally different, and it's much better at drawing fight scenes, I feel. But yes. right now it's in a very Hunter Hunter place. Yes, so that that hurt the chapter a little bit, especially with the current Hunter Hunter chapters being people figuring out Nen powers and, like, all right, we're going to explain our Jujutsu Kaisen powers. It's like, it's, it's just, you're not as good as it. It's unfortunate. You're like I. I would agree with you. You're better drawn fight scenes, so like run with that. But there isn't much of a fight scene here. Although I do like the bit where he spins his head to deflect the piercing blood shot. 
Yeah. I have Fabricant 100 at number nine. Okay. Like you said, this is the most interesting chapter yet to me. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a pretty good week for Shut and Jump, including this. Mm-hmm. What do you got at number eight? Fabricant 100. Uh, I would completely... That's right, but Jujutsu Kaisen. So. Gotcha. I liked the newness of Fabricant 100, and I, I really like that reveal of the, the character like not being a fabricant. And it's like, okay, cool. This could go in a lot of cool ways. Like you said, this guy could be kind of like a hunter antagonist who's just chasing him around all the time. Or it could swap into, well, we've been fighting like there's more than the 100 fabricants is kind of what this may be implied that like, you know. Yeah, I I assume that's where we're going because 100 can't be just more powerful forever, right? Well, there's that. And there's also the fact that he mentioned they've been doing this for a while. And I was like... So it, it it would make sense that Dr. Frankenstein is not the first person to try this shit. <laughs> not that this guy was specifically Dr. Frankenstein, but you know yeah, what I no, mean? No, I know what yep. you mean. I know exactly what you mean. What do you got at number seven? Seven is where I put Sakamoto Days. Hammer Mirror. It's, it's a good bit. It is a good bit. I put Undead Unluck here. Okay. I was kind of disappointed in the execution. I was ready for two, three chapters of Gina in a book. Okay. And we just like really rushed through it and it felt... Just, like I said, too quick for the power-up she's going to get. I, I kind of like the idea of her conversation with the old Gina, but I would have liked more of that. Okay, that's fair. Also, it seems weird to me. I feel like when uh, Unluck went into Andy's book, she could only like see his memories, whereas Gina immediately goes off to some stuff that Unluck did not see. Mm-hmm. So that seems odd to me, too. I didn't hate it. Like I said, I've really liked it since the loop, but this one was kind of disappointing. Okay. What do you got at number six? Six is where I put a kind of Bonashi. It's, it's some good stuff, you know. Yes, I do. I read it. <laughs> Jazz bands. Six is where I have Sakamoto days. Okay. Hammer mirror, like you said. Yep. Nothing more to say on it. Mm-hmm. What do you got at number five? Five is where I put Undead on Unluck. I just kind of like the power up of, you know, like, oh, yeah, you're trying to do this with your brain. That's dumb. You do this with your heart. You find something that you want to never change and pro- or like something to protect and never change. And that your power allows you to do it. I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. I just wanted it to be more of a discovery. Yeah, wanted it to be more. And that's fair. I got Blue Box at five. Okay. Just like, I, I enjoyed it, but some awkward bully angles. I got you. What do you have at number four? Uh, four is where I put Hunter Hunter. It's, you know, super solid, more fun stuff to that degree. So I really liked it. Four is where I have Mashal. Okay. Like I said, Mashal back in form. Mm-hmm. I quite liked it. Not as much as you, but. Yep. Definitely what I want from the series. Mm-hmm. What do you got at number three? Mashal is my number three. Really solid, really fun. Uh, like I said, I like the Saitama fight parallels where he's just kind of getting punted around and like everything else is exploding. I really like during the explanation of the breakfall panel, they show like his hand hitting the ground and then like cracking all of the stone around it with how well he's distributing force. And then also yeah. the, uh, I really like his like, Oh yeah, so Mun- Mashal had kind of just been not flailing around, but like not paying as much attention as he could to his body. And so I like that, you know, he's got this new like spinning power attack that, you know, sends doom through like the entire building. Yeah, I do wonder if he's going to go full flex mentalo by the end to be able to alter reality by flexing. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. I got a Katabanashi at three. Okay. I like the pacing of it. Mm-hmm. I like the jazz stuff. Like you said, it's always a little tricky incorporating sound into comics, but I think they did their best. Yeah. And I really like the reporter character. Yeah. What do you have at number two? Two is where I put the elusive samurai. 
very solid new character will be interesting Sindari ninja chick and uh like you said i really like that bit at the end with the politician but like he was the world's greatest politician he was absolutely awful at war <laughs> yeah two's where i have hunter hunter okay i i really like the experimenting to figure out powers yes. and like the super complex powers that are very concisely explained yes it's very good yeah but I just love that. Yeah, can you just keep throwing knives at him? He's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I got more knives. <laughs> just like I, I just kind of like that. Like, yeah, I got more knives. Let's, let's see what happens. <laughs> like, even he's into it. Like, huh? Okay, so that did that when I did that. But what if I do this? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you have at number one? I put blue box at number one. I really liked, like I said, I really liked the bit where the two of them, Taiki kind of like breaks off the date like no you should like you should work towards your dream of being a better basketball player but is kind of like pissed about it but then they still head home together anyway and then yeah. i'm really interested in this friend character of like what exactly happened did she die did she just move did she get injured so that she can't do basketball anymore you know like what what exactly happened here yeah i have elisa samurai at number one mm-hmm. Ninja girl is cute, and then like that joke at the end is what I—that's yes. a national level joke. Yeah, no, that was, that was very good. Alrighty, we read One Piece Volume Eight this week, and we will be back to talk about that after the break. So we read One Piece Volume 8. Hey, that Don Krieg fight is pretty good, huh? Yeah. I think I've made this note with One Piece before, but like often when I'm reading this early One Piece and like my feelings like, oh, they don't make it like this anymore because all the blood over Luffy, it's not like he's covered in blood. He's just got like a stab wound in his shoulder and that classic anime blood from the lip. But that genuinely adds so much to these. Well, also after punching the porcupine and his like, He's got like blood all over his arm, not like all over his arm, Hand. but well, it, it's, there's a, there's another shot after he punches through the porcupine where it's like dripped back down his arm a little bit, but yeah, it adds, it adds a lot more feeling to the fights to, it's kind of the trope now that the battle damage is just my clothes start slowly getting disintegrated, but like, and anime like does drool a lot, which just doesn't have nearly the same effect. Yeah. Like, I really noticed this, I think I've mentioned it before, but in, like, the, when they did the uh, Dragon Ball Super, like, great one-hour special, mm-hmm. the either the week before or the week after, they did a One Piece one, and the One Piece one was not nearly as good, mm-hmm. and most of it was, like, it was a Sanji-focused episode, so most of it was flashback to this arc, and, like, you could see, like, the, the fight going on now versus that fight. Yep. Like right next to each other because they use the old animation and everything. And this is one of the bloodiest fights in One Piece. Yeah. Uh, certainly one of Luffy's bloodiest. Zoro still to this day gets blood because he's the more serious character. Yep. But like, this is what the Kaido fight was missing, I feel like. Was yeah. this, this like grit, as is the word the translation uses. And I, it's not like all about the violence because there's still violence in One Piece, but like, that just makes it feel like it has consequences. And like, I've. I think said recently on this podcast, if not on some others, what I want out of Shonen story, what I want out of every story and why I love Shonen is for the main character to just get the shit beat out of them and just to struggle back up to their feet to finish the job. Yep. And that's 
so much more effective here in this fight when Luffy is like constantly sustaining more battle damage. Yeah. And like each one of Don Krieg's tricks, it's not just a gimmick he pulls out to extend the fight. It increases the damage level on Luffy as he goes through. Yep. No, yeah, that's that's totally fair. So yeah, the Don Krieg fight, I've always really loved the Don Krieg fight. And I think it's overshadowed because Arlong Park starts immediately after. And all I want to talk about is how Arlong Park is starting, Kevin. Yep. I feel like I'm having deja vu, but I, I don't remember Jimbei being mentioned this early, which shows that like it's just like again, Odai being masterful at making it feel like he has planned all of this from the beginning. I mean, because he's planned a bunch of it from the beginning. They might have mentioned him when uh, Mihawk shows up, not to I Luffy, don't think but it, I don't think so either. But maybe, maybe somebody did. Like I said, I was just having heavy deja vu. Maybe you had looked ahead. Because this is like, it's like the first chapter where they talk about the, like the first chapter of this volume where they talk about the Warlords of the Sea and talk about Jinbei, I think. Or no, because it's, no, no, it's it's not. It's near the end. Yeah, it's near the end because it's when they're going to Arlong Park and they're like, yeah, there's this guy Arlong who's on par with Jinbei, one of the seven Warlords of the Sea. You know, like Mihawk, that guy. Yeah, that's really cool. And the start of the Arlong arc is really nice. Like it starts immediately with Zoro getting captured. Yep. And then him testing Nami like a little shithead. Yes. Which is so good. And like him throwing himself into the water to make Nami save him Mm -hmm. and prove that she's like just acting tough. Yep. That stuff's super good. And like we only have three chapters of it in this volume. But already it starts out incredibly. And you get that classic Luffy's coming, but he's not here yet. Goku style thing. Yep. Because he's caught up in the last arc and on his way. But who knows when he'll show up. Zoro's too wounded to beat all of these guys by himself. Yep. So Usopp has to do smart things for the entire arc. Yes. No, it's it's really fun. So I'm looking I'm looking forward to doing volume nine. Anything else you wanted to say about this volume, Kevin? Jin says the thing from ReZero. Twenty years before ReZero would happen. Which thing? Of the like I want to start all over again from zero. He literally says that. Oh yeah. <laughs> it also had me going. Has he ever shown back up again? The answer is no. No, no he's not. Yeah, yeah, no, he hasn't. It feels like he should have, right? Uh, well, I was just wondering. What a poll that's going to be when he shows up. And we're like, ah, yeah, we love that guy. Well, like, if him and Don Krieg show back up, like, you know, like, Don Krieg ends up either being one of the other pirate forces. Like, could you imagine Don Krieg working with Blackbeard? That'd be pretty good. I feel like he should be one of Buggy's mercenaries, though. Yeah, I could see that as well. But uh, seeing Gin uh, show back up would be awesome. Just like, hey, Luffy, made it to the Grand Line. I mean, they came from the Grand Line. So, like, you have to get to the New World. But, yeah, it would be pretty cool. That's the problem with One Piece, though, is it's cool whenever anybody shows up. Yeah. Well, also, to be fair, they technically made it to the Grand Line. But they were like, we made it to the Grand Line. And then got bitch slapped, like, immediately. (laughs) That was the whole point. Was that We couldn't get it past Laboon. Yeah. They couldn't get past Laboon because Mihawk showed up almost immediately and sliced them to ribbons. Look, that's just real bad roll on your random encounter check. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) You face one Hawkeye Mihawk. (laughs) Is he super pissed at me or can we just leave? (laughs) (laughs) No, but he's bored. Crap. Yeah, but I still I feel like you know if, uh, I'm sure Don Craig was an asshole to him and uh, oh yeah tried to tried to say something of like oh what are you gonna do with that piddly little boat that just like slices up all the shit where they could have just been like you good bro uh, okay cool hopefully I never see you later. <laughs> 
nothing against you. I just, you know, don't want to die. I just, yeah, would prefer never to see you again. Creepy eyes. That's it. That's that's all it is, really. Anything else you want to say about One Piece of All You Mate, Kevin? Nope. Uh, that just leaves us with personality power level, then. Personality power level is the segment where we rank manga characters from best to worst. At the top is Homura Akemi. At the bottom is Koku from Flame of Rekka. In the center, we have Tomura Shigaraki. He touches things and they explode. Mm-hmm. That's his power level, right? Yep. Let's see. We already have Sanji on here, right? We do have Sanji Vinsmoke. We got Zoro. We got Usopp the God. We got Luffy. It seems still too early for Nami. Do we not have Nami on here? Oh, we do have Nami. Yeah. We have Nami on here. Who do you want to put on here? We could put Don Krieg on here. That would be a... Eh. a that's a choice we could make. Fair. Johnny and Yasa are the same character, and they don't seem like they need to go on here. No, it's for the same reason as Don Krieg. Like, if they had showed up later, sure, but... Buggy's already on here. Buggy? Do we not add anyone? It feels weird. There are so many One Piece characters. But I don't know if there's anybody we encountered that should go on the list yet. The only person... That... Kobe? <laughs> eh. No, yeah. not, not now. Uh, the only person I could think of is if you wanted to put on Arlong right now. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too, but it seems but do you a want, little... Yeah, do you want to save him for next volume? It does seem yeah, a little I early. Think so. Yeah, so let's do that. He hasn't even eaten a cannonball yet. Mm-hmm. Or yelled shark on darts. Or what's the what's the move where he he makes uh, he like rips out his teeth and like makes like tooth knuckles out of them or you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I forget the name of that move, but he was just like, yeah, I'm a shark. I just regrow my teeth. So it just like rips his teeth out and <laughs> uses them as like weapons. We haven't got to the bit where Luffy's like, I'm bad at swords and navigating and cooking and lying. And Arlong's like, oh, what can you do for your crew? Beat you. But that's a Luffy That's a Luffy thing, not, a, not yes. an Arlong thing. Yes, but that's very good. <laughs> yeah. All righty. What are we going to read next week, Kevin? So next week, I actually want to read volume one of Dr. Slump, because it's the holidays, so shipping is bad, so we wanted something off of the Viz <laughs> smorgasbord. And we've been talking about doing- yeah, no romance at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> we've been talking about doing Dr. Slump for a while, so it's I, I've never read it. So I just kind of want to see what's it about. I am both excited and apprehensive. The second one is right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the beginning is good. I don't know. We'll see. Yep. Until then, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fistfight by Tom W. Emmerich. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions. And our album art is by Kate Wynn on DeviantArt www.lastpodcast.com is our website where you can check out my other podcasts, It's a Gundam, and Last Time on Video Games. Anything you want to plug this holiday season, Kevin? Nope. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs>